What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. I'm watching it. I'm in C major. All right. So um, (laughs) welcome to the A is for Alcoholic preamble um howdy it is the day before thanksgiving mm-hmm. and jerry and i are sitting here he's got a little bit of snow i've got a little bit of rain where i'm at it's cold i uh, he asked me how i was doing and i'm doing all right i feel like it was too cold for me to go running but i'm gonna have to get over that because it's not gonna get any warmer anytime soon yeah and i felt kind of like blah and i was like oh because you didn't do any exercise, John. You can't just like get up in the morning and you know drink coffee anymore. Like that used to be the the go to the go to the standard, and I still do. I mean, that's one of the cool things about recording this in the early afternoon is I yeah. can still sip on some coffee rather than yeah. you know at night. But um, that's just something that I've noticed now. It's like, well, if I don't go and get my little run in. I'm not going to feel well. So, mm-hmm. and I know that you've like logged, you've, you've got a pretty tight routine. Yeah. I've lifted weights today. I didn't want to though. I was in the same boat. I've, um, I was not feeling it today, but I did it though. Um, how long, like, I'm just wondering like before that routine went in to effect how many starts and stops. Cause I remember you talking about not being able to do it and, or not wanting to do it, or kind of trying to figure it out, and saying, "Oh, well, maybe I'll try this yoga and do this." And right, I mean, how long has it been now that I've been doing this routine? In yeah, particular? probably like ten months. No, maybe not that long. Maybe it's no, it's been about ten months because Megan got me a weight bench for Christmas last year. Oh, really? Probably longer than ten months. But I've dialed in the routine in the past. I'd say nine months, eight okay. months, where it's like three days of lifting weights and two days of running and then sometimes i'll flip it and do three days of running two days of lifting weights but there's five days a week i always have to at least work out for at least 20 minutes but each every time i work out it's always 45 sometimes an hour right depending on how i'm feeling like today it was like 40 minutes because i was i didn't feel like doing that shit today it was like my day off it was snowing out it was cold i was like i don't want to do any of this and then I got to do wash dishes and then right. eat breakfast and then feed animals and then do the podcast and then go to the store. And I was like, I don't want to do any of that. Mm-mm. But I did it. I'm here. I showed up. I dressed out. I'm gonna go to the go to the gas station later to get some get a ham. <laughs> um. So today's um. Well, today's podcast, you know, you know the uh, you know the regular um, sponsors that we have. Go check out the other podcasts. Gluten is not your problem. Um, and uh, Walter talks about his Thanksgiving Day woes or why he thinks everyone's ruining Thanksgiving and why don't oh, they just geez. do what they're supposed to do and everything will be fine. Um, and uh, Rashida and John, we're going to record one I think tomorrow. We got the day off, both of us, and uh, we're going to make. I don't know. We were thinking about doing like a, um, well, I think originally we were like, let's just do juice giving and we'll just drink juice all day and kind of like, you know, not do the opposite of feasting and sort of do it like a, like a juice fast. Like a not fun version. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Um, But I think that we're just going to keep it light and she's going to, but she's going to 
bake a sweet potato pie. So that's awesome. Nice. Sweet. Um, and yeah, uh, Rashida and John podcast and Green Camel Press, which we were working on some stuff yesterday. Um, very cool. The Christmas cards are out. If you want some Christmas cards, Jerry, you know where to send people. You if you know I'll anybody, you if you folks I'll know anybody. I'll have my people hit you up. Please. Yeah. Um, and uh, thanks to everybody who uh, reached out. If you're listening to this right now and you um, would like to be a part of uh, one of our future podcasts, I would love it if you would send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, um, a voice memo, you can send it to asforalcoholic at gmail.com. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what keeps you sober today? What keeps right. you sober? You know, why, why are you sober? But like, what is, what keeps you sober today? Um, so yes, um, I think that's most of the preamble. Uh, right. Today we're on letter U. We're almost done with the year. We're almost done with the alphabet. So at this point, what have we been doing this a year and a half now? That, has that been yeah, 18 months? It's been yeah. like 18 months. Um, you is for, I wanted to talk about using other people's minds. And this is um, something that I heard uh, a guy talking about. And one of the things that comes up in, you know, in the program that Jerry and I do is this idea of self-will run is it run riot? Is that what they say? Yeah. Run rampant, run riot. Run riot. Yeah. And we often talk about this that idea of, you know, our own will didn't get us anywhere. Our own thinking didn't get us anywhere, and so we had to give it over to God, right? So we give our we do God's will, right? Or whatever that right. means. And we've talked mm-hmm. about God as a metaphor, and so it doesn't I'm not necessarily you you can pick whatever you pick your brand of of God, but um one of the other things is that, you know, there's only, you can't, you can't, nobody sits in a vacuum and prays and then gets all the answers. I mean, I don't even think monks do that. They have to go, they have to hit the mess hall and, you know, they eat with each the other. The mess hall? You think they have a mess? So the monks are like, gonna see you in the mess. <laughs> see you in the mess hall. See you at the PX. Mm-hmm. Gonna give me a carton of smokes. <laughs> exactly. So I think, um, This idea came to me and I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And it's very simple, right? I mean, you go, okay, well, you're using somebody else's mind. Um, You're getting ideas from someone else. And where do they get their ideas? From someone else and someone else and someone else. And this is just, this is just basically how we learn. I mean, this is not anything, um, it's not anything complex, but it just kind of struck me as like something I had never really thought about before and i thought was really cool um because that's why i go you know that's why i go to a meeting is not i and i i was and that had me thinking about why do i go to a meeting oh do i feel bad so i need to feel good not always like because i have my routine and where you know i like to go to certain meetings at certain days and times and and um and it was like okay well what can i get from it if i want to because I want to keep filling up the cup, right? Or whatever it is, right? It's how I want to keep filling up my cup. I want to stay sober, you know. And one of the other things this guy said was, you know, you can't get drunk on yesterday's booze, so you can't get sober. You can't stay sober on yesterday's recovery. Uh-huh. Right? So we have to do it the one day at a time. But, you know, we have right. to do it every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just love this idea of going like, oh, yeah, that's why. Because I want to hear what somebody else has to say. And um, a lot of it is a lot of it is repetitive. I mean, uh, when I listen, I, I've read several books or you listen to speaker meetings online or um, any number of things. You hear a lot of the same stuff over and over and over. And right. I think... Um, you know, for those of us that are always looking for something new and different and, you know, like we've, we've been doing this a few years. And so it's like, just don't drink, man. And I know that one, which is not to say that it's not good to be reminded. Just don't drink. Right. Because who knows where I'm going to be at and what I'm going to be doing and and what I'm going to be thinking. And like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I should just have a drink. Like, ah, just don't drink. But mm-hmm. I just love this. Um, I love going to places or talking, even just talking with you and then getting a different perspective and using what you have and then filtering it through my brain and being able to go, 
process new information and then maybe create some new perspective on life in general, sobriety, yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, that's, we have to continually, I have to continually, um, when I say we, you know, I'm talking about you and I, but um, I have to continually find new information or, you know, study the information I have so that I'm, I am strong enough to combat anything out there. Or even on the other end of that, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a fight it could be, oh, I have this information to share with yeah. our audience, with somebody I meet on the street, with somebody who might need help, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts on using someone else's mind or how do you well, collect it's, ideas? It's, I, I think of it as part of the routine now, right? Mm-hmm. In my recovery, I've got so many routines. We talk about working out and stuff and like I've, I didn't have those when I was in active alcoholism, I had routines, but they weren't healthy routines and they were definitely not routines more as they were like things I felt like I had, I was like not forced. It's not the right word, but things I was obligated to do things. I was emotionally and psychologically and physically obligated to do. I had to walk in that same little fucking track. And now it's more routine because it makes me feel better. So it's a, it's just part of that routine. It's like I get up and do it because if, if I don't, then I don't feel good, you know, but I also don't go to meetings because it makes me feel good. I do the same thing. I pick up different routines from people, you know, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, even with you when we talk about fitness or working out on this podcast and you're like, oh, I do it this way. And so then I try it that way and I either say, oh, this is successful, this works or, oh, this hurts my, my hamstring. I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm going to maybe very do a variation of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like even when I watch YouTube videos on working out or playing games or anything and I see how they do it and so then I pick up their version of it and, and uh, adapt it to the way I do it. It's like just part of life now at this point, you know? I mean, I consciously have to work my program, but I also consciously have to remember to eat at a certain time or I consciously remember that I can't just sit and pee my pants, you know? <laughs> no, I Just mean... like have a conversation. I mean, I could... <laughs> I absolutely could, but you know what I mean? It's just these things that are now things that I consciously remember ha- I remember I have to do, but they're also they're necessary for me to keep um functioning, you know, just just functioning in general, you know, to maintain functioning better. Yeah, to just maintain it, you know. Recovery's such a weird thing, right? Because for me it's always so abstract. All the time they're like you work in your program. You work in your program. I'm like, I don't fucking know what that means. I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing positive things. So apparently I am, but I'm not working it the way you're working it. Maybe I'm doing things you're doing and being accountable and doing rough versions of the fourth step where I have to dis- dissect a problem and see where I am part of that problem. And my, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Check out my pattern, but am I actively working the program? Like, am I walking around hitting a big book against my forehead? And no, I'm not, but I am doing your, I'm doing my version of what you're doing, you know? It's, it was always, even to this day, it's still kind of abstract to me where they're like, you got to work a good program. And I'm like, I don't understand what that means. Like, I do and I don't, you know. It's such a generalized version of such a big, am- ambiguous thing. What do you think, like, about... I I come across people sometimes who talk about working the program and they talk about... They talk it about... They talk about it in a very specific way and that there are certain, you know, obviously there's steps, but... Um, right. I'm often made to feel like I'm not working it enough. And I don't like the way that makes me feel. It makes me feel bad, right? Right. Now, is there motivation that I should feel bad enough to be motivated to action? Or is it like, hey, man, back off. I'm doing fine. I mean, how do you feel about people who are, I don't want to say thumpers, but I guess thumpers, right? I don't, I try not to take it so personal anymore because yeah, yeah my version of, like I, I every time it's it's more that I'm confused by it than I feel bad. I guess sometimes I'm I get scared, right? Because mm-hmm. I'll see people in the rooms and people I know outside of the rooms in recovery and they'll like relapse. And then I get scared like 
fuck, did that person not work their program correctly? Are they just, what What happened, you know? And I guess I could ask. I honestly could just ask. It doesn't hurt. It's not like a big secret. They're talking about it, you know? But it frightens me because I'm like, I don't want to do that because things are going so well for me right now that I don't want to, I didn't force step hard enough, so now I'm drunk. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or like, yeah. or, oh man, I didn't fucking sponsor anybody, so now I'm drunk, you know, because yeah. I didn't do this and I just... For some people, I think that fits, but for me, it doesn't. And it's not that I'm this individual. I think we are all a collective group of individuals who have our own version of doing the thing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of one of the parts of the program that kind of turned me off is that they're like, you're not an individual, you're not a snowflake, you're not your one individual little person, but you can just take what you take and leave what you leave. But know that you know if you don't do it the right way, the way we're all doing it, well, you're fucked. You're going to fucking die. And I'm like, well, what am I? Am I a snowflake? Am I an individual? Are these suggestions? Are these rules? Like, who's in charge? Nobody's in charge. Nobody's you know in, in charge? charge. Alcoholics are in charge and we're all dingbats, dude. We're all drunks. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's shit's going to get a little convoluted. So in the beginning, I'd feel really self-conscious about it. But now I'm just like, I'm just doing me. And I'll go into a room and talk to people and I'm like, you do you, I'll do me. And then... I mean, if you're intentionally making me feel bad about it, well, I don't want to talk to you. And if there's something in my head already making me feel self-conscious about it, well, then I feel like I need to reassess what I'm doing because I'm if I'm feeling bad about the way I'm doing it, then maybe I need to sit down and think about what about it makes me feel bad, you know, because I'm not... I'm not living up to like my dad's standard or my mom or anybody in the room or my first sponsor or anybody's standard. I, I have to live up by my standard and what works for me. And as long as I don't hurt anybody or hurt myself, do you know what I mean? That's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I sometimes get, I get stuck in, in, in feeling ashamed. Yeah. Um, that I'm not working hard enough or that, um, or I'll make a mistake and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be really hard on myself for no reason. And I'm like, where is that coming from? Yeah. You know, like, like, and I used to joke and be like, you know, shame's a great motivator. And right. <laughs> I don't really feel that way anymore because there's mm -hmm. enough shame. I've had enough shame. I've been ashamed for, for so many things. Um, yeah. you know, whether it be being overweight or being drunk all the time. You know, I'll give you a quick little example of my brain in action. I <clears throat> put a load of laundry in this morning, right? I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to get up. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I did not have the most productive morning. I was very like, it was cold and I wanted to be warm and I was fucking lackadaisical at best. Right. I got the bare minimum of my little routine done and that was it. And, um, and I fucked around on Reddit for, far too long but <laughs> i put the i put the laundry in and then i heard it go off and i was like make sure you get this in before you hit record because you don't want the shit going and then i realized my apron for work that i need to wear tonight i forgot to put that in there and i was like you fucking dummy like yeah you forgot to put your apron in and I, and then i was like jesus why are you being so hard on yourself about not washing an apron a <laughs> work apron just do a small load just yeah, do a exactly. small load or you know maybe yeah. maybe you should um maybe you should wash your sheets john like you know dudes you know right. what i mean like so right. so i say that i have enough i have enough it happens all the time even over the littlest things and i have to stop myself and go that's fine like that's right. not a bad thing that's like that's the worst bad thing and and sometimes maybe i'm like Maybe it's displaced, like maybe I'm I'm ashamed of something else or I'm just feeling, right. in general, I'm just feeling bad because I wasn't productive this morning. So that's just the cherry on top of the unproductive morning, mm -hmm. you know, or I'm using, I'm just sort of displacing that bad feeling on myself and it's not really helpful. So um, it's best for me to go, okay, so do you, did you want the apron clean or not? So if you want the apron clean, then you're going to have to put together another load of laundry. And what needs to be cleaned? Well, the sheets need to be cleaned. And it's not like you're like, ugh, I have to clean my sheets. Yeah. I, that's a good thing. That's It's yeah. so, so just fucking do the laundry, John. Do another right. load. You don't have to go to work until, you know, 6 o'clock tonight. So what's 
the problem? And then I go, okay, that's not a problem. And and maybe there's some level of fourth stepping in there. And maybe I just spent three minutes talking about my fucking apron and I'm overthinking right. the whole entire thing. I mean, you could be, but it's also like a, just a little tiny thing that you have to like analyze, you know, like analyze your motivation behind why you feel so... <clears throat> like why you felt so strongly in the moment about that little tiny thing yeah yeah loop back it's so funny when you say you feel like you don't work like you feel self-conscious about working the program or working mm-hmm. your program because when i see you i'm like john works a really tight program like he's really on top of it and we've had conversations where you're like how did you go to any meetings this week just to see if we had something to talk about and i'd be like no no but i'm going next week and i'd give you an excuse and you're always like you don't have to give me excuses dude like i'm not in charge of you but in that moment i'm like damn i'm not going to as many meetings as john maybe i'm fucking up you know like it's these little tiny things it's like your apron like Dude, I had I bought a pair of jogging pants, right? Because I had these other jogging pants. Mm-hmm. I like zippers on my pants so my iPhone doesn't fly out. And I bought these jogging pants a while ago. And they were like one of my favorite pants, but the zipper broke. It just stopped working. It was just a piece of shit jogging. They're garbage. They bought them at like TJ Maxx. They're like low quality. Right. So the zipper broke, right? So I had to trash them because I couldn't get – there was only one zippered pocket. I had to get rid of them. Uh, so I bought a new pair to replace them, same brand. I had them for a week and a half and the zipper broke in the exact same spot, right? I knew I bought them from TJ Maxx. I'm not, I'm not curious. I have no idea what their return policy is. I had like a mental fucking breakdown about it. I I like tried to fix the zipper, the pair of pliers and it broke the zipper even worse. And then my brain just literally just broke down. It just was like, you spent money on this thing that broke and you should have bought another thing, but you bought the wrong thing, you fucking idiot. And like literally was sitting on the floor of my dining room, like yelling, like, what the fuck? Like by myself, like having this mental breakdown. It was insane. And I balled them up and shoved them in the trash and fucking cunt or whatever I yelled and mm-hmm. put on another pants. And then like had to stop and think about it. I'm like, you just had a total break with reality, like for two, two, three seconds about a pair of like $20 pants. That you bought you know what i mean so it was me being way too hard on myself it was like internalizing all this fury and anger and pushing it in on myself because i'm like you're a fucking idiot for buying cheap shit that breaks and then of course that all falls apart you know into why i have to buy cheap shit but it's like the i think it's like a similar kind of thing like with yeah. your apron except you probably didn't sit on the you didn't just collapse in the dining room floor and go what the fuck you know but like, it's like we're so, we beat each other up. I don't know if that's part of the human condition or if that's part of being empathetic and sympathetic. I don't know if narcissists or people who have, you know, those personality disorders like feel that type of thing or just move on. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could have a little bit of that. Maybe not though. I mean, that's just said flippantly, but just to not be so overanalyzing about things and not look at it as this immense personal failure, you know, like... That's yeah. it. And it, all it is is an apron and a pair of like RBX pants, you know, like who cares? Like at the end of the day, wear a dirty apron. It stinks a little bit. It's not like your your client, your restaurant, no. your person in the your client's going to be like, that dude's a- apron stank. No. Fuck this restaurant. He gets no tip. As a matter of fact, I'm going to leave him like a pine cone. Fuck that dude. Or, yeah. You know. No, and that's I'm, not going to happen. Right. And I had another pair of pants I could have worn. Do you know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. did. I had two pair. I, and then I ordered like two more pair on Amazon for way cheaper. And I'm like, fine now. Until those zippers break. And then I'll have to like have a fucking, I don't know. I'll Another meltdown. 12-step call. Just call into the <laughs> head offices and be mm-hmm. like, it's all broken. I'm going to go out and drink. <laughs> like, sir. <laughs> sir. This is Arby's. <laughs> um. You know what's funny is I have a few uh, pair of like running shorts and my favorite ones have zippers on them. <laughs> so yeah. I understand. But see, I don't like wearing the shorts in the winter because it's cold. And I'll see dudes jog by because my, my street's really active. People are always mm-hmm. walking and jogging. I see joggers all day long. And like today it was snowing and a dude ran by in a long sleeve shirt and a pair of shorts just jamming. And I'm like, you're fucking wild. But I, I ran yesterday and it almost, it was like snowing weather, but it wasn't quite, you know how you feel that crisp in the air, mm-hmm. your body feels it, and I'm like, it's going to snow. And I was running in it, but I liked it. Like, it made my lungs a little hot, but I liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 I, I think, again, you, you using other people's minds, um, also, 
it's about getting out of my own head and if yes and if i can oh, yeah if i can ask you know we talk about like helping other people and that's important and getting out of your head um but even just talking to somebody else and like hey how's it going and oh you're working on this and like this other person has this whole other life that they're fucking leading and right it's mm-hmm. so easy to get stuck and be on the be on the floor with a pair of pants or you know do you know what i mean like, i do yeah i really yeah. really do i mean i um you know so I just I just like being able to talk to somebody else. And so when I talk to you and I go, oh, now I can use your mental breakdown, your moments. Right. You're like, it's and be like, not okay. a pair of RBX. It's not a pair of RBX. Um, this, is, this is not a big deal. And, you know, things like, and also when it's like we were about to record and I didn't have things set up and I go to grab the the microphone and then other shit falls off the shelf and I'm like fuck. Ah, what is this? I don't have time for this, you know? Like yeah, that that's that so moment. Funny. I was having a parallel moment, dude. We must be syncing up. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. But yeah, because yeah, I was trying to set up this garage band thing and I know that I had sent you the previous file wasn't that great and so i was like man i gotta update this computer though which means i gotta dump audacity and mm-hmm. uh, i don't know how to do so i was like trying to look shit up on safari but then safari became totally unresponsive and i'm like i don't have time for this fucking app to become unresponsive and so i like do you know what i mean go through all these things and then how do i save this as an mp3 so i had to look that up and i was just like oh this is gonna sound like shit but i gotta update this computer because it's not mine and yeah same thing but i'm in here grumbling to myself just so I can talk to my friend while we record it. Like, no big fucking deal. Right? Like, it really isn't, yeah. But in the moment, it is incredibly overwhelming. It's like that death by a thousand cuts. And I think... What I is think that? a lot of people Death by a thousand that. cuts. Well, it's just like death by a thousand cuts is that old saying about how they would cut you so many times, you just bleed to death from all these tiny little cuts. And so for me, a lot of my frustration is mm. lot, not one big problem. It's lots of little problems stacking up and stacking up and stacking up until it's just overwhelming. My pants ripping, it wasn't just the pants. It was like everything leading up to it. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like I had to be here and I was running late and I had to do this and this thing set me back. And so now my whole routine is fucked up. And so I need to just get out there and go do the thing I need to do to feel okay, which is running not booze you know what i mean the thing mm-hmm. i need to do feel okay which is funny to look at that way but those little cuts till finally it just pops you yeah. know like it just breaks right open so a lot of my over feelings of being overwhelmed is a lot of death by a thousand cuts it's the dog barking all of wanting my attention megan wanting something from me i need to take the trash out i need to make dinner but before i go to dinner i gotta go to say all that shit go to safeway and then at that point i just look at everybody and i'm like fuck you your whole crew is whack and i'll just fucking walk out of the room and it's just megan and the dog and my kids sitting there being like what our crew you know like i'm just like fuck this crew i'm out mm-hmm. peace <laughs> yeah peace just it's... tip over a lamp you know like <laughs> do you do you know um you know who reggie watts is right yeah, his comedian the sh- musician, the shit fuck stack, the shit yeah. fuck stack, and that's we talked about that here before, actually. If you if you guys haven't go check out Reggie Watts' shit fuck stack, and that's exactly what happens is like you take the shit, the fuck, and you stack it, and then you got a big pile of shit fuck. Yeah, and exactly. Everything's a mess, and um, one thing that I have found that will help me a little bit, um, even if it does put off other things that I should be doing is I will just clean my house or clean my room or organize the dresser and go mm-hmm. through the stuff and be like, I don't need this here and this here. And why are all these letters here and these books and things and move shit around and get rid of old stuff? Like, do I need the last three electric bills? I mean, I'm looking at them right now. Like I don't need yeah. these things in my life. That's done. Right. Yeah. And move Make it out. Fire. Yeah, I got rid of a bunch of other stuff in the closet, and I organized a couple of boxes, and I have all these um, I have all these old Faith No More and Mister Bungle VHS tapes that I've had for twenty five years. Yeah, do you even have a VCR anymore? No, no. Oh man, just yeah. So I'm are just. They, I'm, are they things you recorded off the TV or no? They're like no. I bought tapes them off of eBay for far too much money. Right. And I try. I, I went online onto eBay to see if I could sell them, and they're not really. They're not worth i mean you could always get them transferred over to dvd but then that's another way of just keeping shit that you're not gonna use i don't think that i'm i want to watch mr bungle play uh you know from 1998 
in you know los angeles or wherever and if you do you can go on youtube because exactly. i guarantee you it's on there yeah exactly yeah. so i'm i don't want to throw them away i don't want to fucking hurl them um if anybody out there wants them let me know you just want to pay the shipping and handling i will get them to you i don't care you hear this first <laughs> mr <laughs> such a niche right just such a niche yeah like recovering at, like a, a person in recovery who loves mr bungle and faith no more and still owns a vcr if you're out hit there. me up <laughs> hit me up well i got some stickers that, too you can have the stickers fucking craigslist ad is the worst dude. right Just hmu yo hit me up so yeah. um that's something that helps me is it's like okay reorganize it you know and and reshuffle things and go through the bookshelf right. again and just lose if i lose half this stuff i'll feel so much better and i'll be like you're talking about a clean slate though clean you're talking slate. about just clean slate and thing which mm-hmm. i imagine i've you know what I, I i do similar things you know if i'm overwhelmed like even cook like I can't cook unless the kitchen's clean, so I have to clean oh, yeah. slate it. Or like if I'm folding laundry and I need to put it on the bed to move, like I'll make the whole bed like just clean slate. You know, it's just things in order, right? Which is funny because you you lived your life in such disorder for so long, so long. You know what I'm saying? And now that you've made this transition into what you are now, mm-hmm. it, it almost seems like order is orders the purifying thing in your life you it's know? absolutely the purifying th- it's yeah that's that's a beautiful way to put it jerry that's mm-hmm. really great because i thanks i i have to clean the di- i have to do the dishes after i'm done and before you know i do anything like i'm i make my bed every morning now which i never used to do i am irritable restless and discontent when there's too much clutter around me and i've noticed right. that mm-hmm. that is if i just do and i'm I'm getting into the routine and the habit of cleaning up after myself, which I know sounds for for normal people, that's what you're taught and that's what you do. But for me, it's always a struggle and I'm always like wanting to organize things and I do all this video editing and stuff like that and I'm so negligent in my laptop, you know, and keeping things organized and so then I'll go through and like you know, do I really like fuck, I got to go through my iCloud and there's I take like 6,000 photos. Yeah. They're all saved up in there. And then, you know, Apple's like, hey, we need to uh, save this for you. And I'm like, I don't need to save all this shit. I don't even know how to get into my iCloud. So if you let me know, send me a text, show me how <laughs> after the podcast. Because I have no idea. I know there's stuff in there that I want to see. And I, I have like yeah. gigs of it. I have tons of it. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I was also thinking out a box of old writings and stuff from like high school mm-hmm. and poems oh, and bad Those shit. Those are like the just, worst, though. They really are. But I was thinking, should I just scan them and then have them in a digital file right. and then because throw the I'm papers away? I'm saying it's the worst because I have file boxes yeah. full of poems or right. sketches of poems that I know I'll never touch again. But then what do I – I get rid of them or I keep them. I'm like, what's the sentimentality towards this piece of yellow legal paper <laughs> mm-hmm. that I wrote like – fart juice on or something you know or some stupid fucking thing and i'm like is this my legacy like i'm gonna pass this down to olive when i die like here's all my poems about guns and porn like you know what i mean like but i can't get rid of it it's it's uh it's yeah Mm -hmm. it's also in the garage so it's out of sight out of mind right now exactly yeah once i approach it i'll I'll probably because i have no problem throwing things away i'll throw things away yeah my wife has a sentimentality thing going on and like I'll throw shit of hers away. That sounds awful. Not important shit. Like stupid shit. Like the box her fucking iPhone 4 came in. Right. Yeah, like I'll toss that. Like I'll find it in in our in our dresser or whatever. And I'll be like, why do you have an iPhone 4 box? You know? It's got to go. Um, There's no feasible thing we could use this for. Yeah. So that gets me. I think that that's probably what I'm going to spend a little bit of my afternoon. I can see the sun starting to come up a little bit, so that's mm-hmm. nice for me that I'll be able to go outside and get a little exercise and right. shake it off. But I think that I'm going to have to um, uh, do some cleaning. That's right. definitely coming this afternoon. And then do your, your juice giving tomorrow. Your juice giving. One pie, one pie, and a bowl <laughs> and of green wheatgrass. Juice, wheatgrass. Yeah. Um, I'm I, doing ham. Ham's giving this. You're year. doing ham. Yeah, I got a, a turkey. We got one from the school, but I'm like, I don't want turkeys a pain in the ass to cook all whole. Like you got you got to cut a turkey up to cook it because it's five different types of meat. But ham, I love ham. And ham actually is pretty low cal. Is it? Depends actually. Well, it can be. I think turkey's way more lower cal, but 
Uh, man, what? Come on now. I'm enjoy yourself. Turkey. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. Make a sandwich with just two slices of ham as the bread. As the bread? <laughs> yeah, and stuffing in the middle, and that'll be my That's sandwich. Awesome. Um, so using other people's minds. I, 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 right. I, it's use that use that ham thing all right so use yes use the ham the ham sandwich that's the true ham's giving ham's giving uh you mentioned something before and i wanted to bring this up um before we started recording i had a friend i have a friend we have a friend and i was hanging out with this friend and this friend wanted to stop and get something to drink alcohol he, and I didn't know what. We just pulled over to this little corner store, or whatever, gas station kind of thing. And he got a little mini pint of Jameson. And he brought mm-hmm. it back to my house. And we were just hanging out. And I really don't care. Like, if he would have drank the whole thing and started fucking breaking things. Again, it's not the fact that you're <laughs> drinking it. It's the behavior, right? It's right, the behavior yeah. that comes mm-hmm. with it. But it the behavior is almost fucking inevitable. It's right. not like there's there's going to be somebody who's going to drink and maybe drink a whole bottle of whiskey and behave fine. That right. person it depends on whether it comes slow or fast. Right. Know. So he's got the he's got the whiskey and it, oh and that was the other thing. He had a fucking peach snapple iced tea as a chaser. Nice. <laughs> Hey, but we've been there, yes, though, you know, because no, you, in your mind, too, you're thinking, oh, it's like a mint julep, right? Like, it's just yeah, tea yeah, and whiskey. Just, yeah. yeah. It's just, just a, it just happens to be Snapple. Right. And a pint of Jameson I bought from fucking, yeah, A&P. <laughs> Basically. So <clears throat> he's looking for a glass and I'm like, yeah, just take one of those glasses. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to drink it out of the bottle like a hobo, but I don't want to dirty one of your glasses. And I was like, dirty the glass. It'll take me three seconds to clean. Like, I don't That's care. That's what they're there for. Or you can clean it after you're done, buddy. You know, mm-hmm. but, and then, so we're sitting at the table and he pours it into the glass as you want some ice no, no, no. He's like, "Are you all right? The smell gonna bother you?" And and um and uh and I was like, "No, it's fine. I bartended for years. You know, like I know what whiskey right. smells like." Right. But <clears throat> the funny thing is that here he is, like you, like you said, you were saying that our relationship prior had always been about alcohol, and now that, that was the focus of it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that I don't drink, there's this. He perceives this shift. Right, the paradigm shift, mm-hmm. right? Like uh Right, exactly. Because the whole focus and intent of all of our relationship was that was the focus of it. Was that we'd like to have a good time with that. And now that you've made a change, it's this person's a perception of you has changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, he's probably been around non-drinkers who are like i don't like the smell of booze and that's a fucking trigger for me you know i mean those people are out there there's lots of those people but but you know you're but i just thought it was funny you told me a story because i was like you're a fucking bartender like you did that Mm -hmm. professionally for years you know and you still do it now every once in a while for parties Mm -hmm. or whatever so if you need a party bartender in napa area (laughs) call john yes he'll bring you some faith no more vhs tapes too (laughs) i got him but um (laughs) But it's just so funny. I ha- I experienced it a little bit, but I'm not around a lot of drinkers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had that Halloween party and one of my friends came up to me and he's like, you got those little glasses, you know, for, for alcohol. And I'm like, you mean a shot glass? And he's like, yeah, I didn't know if I was allowed to say shot glass in your house. And I'm like, why would you not be allowed to say shot? But he was fucking with me. But, you know, the joke was there. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have a bunch. I still have all that those fucking drinking glasses. Never got rid of them, you know, but but um. Yeah, it's just so funny that I guess the popular perception of recovering alcoholics is that we're real touchy about shit, which some of us can be. And that's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like you. Don't get drunk and break my shit. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking act like an asshole. Don't say gross shit in front of me or my... Well, you could say gross shit in front of me because it's funny, but not around my kid. Like we had a lady in the shop who was really fucking drunk and didn't realize she was drunk. I mean, I wasn't tattooing her, but... Till the end of the tattoo, and then we were all like, "That lady was fucking wasted," you know. And she mm-hmm. was around my kid, and because my kid had to be there, and I was like getting really ready to be like, "You gotta fucking go, lady," you know. And then she had already left before I called her out, you know. And I was just, I was like, <clears throat> "My daughter doesn't need to be around that shit," no. you know. I, but she will be. That's the world. It's out there. But I, I guess my point is, it's so. It's I don't know. It's just that paradigm shift is so peculiar to watch now. 
Yeah, and I feel like I imagine, again, I didn't ask him, and we don't have these conversations where I'm like, so right. how does that make you feel that I don't drink and that you're drinking well, in front of I me? Well, and I imagine they would feel like you're pushing on them. Right. You know what I mean? mean? You're having like this intervention. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. No. It's so funny because, I don't mean to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. it's sometimes with the active alcoholic, their perception of me is that my everything that fuels me in my life is not drinking. So my recovery, everything about me, that's all I boil down to. The only thing that wakes me up in the morning is that I'm not going to drink. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a thing flipped completely from being an alcoholic where what fueled me was to get up and drink. You know, I would get up in the middle of the night and drink. And so now that I'm sober, my recovery doesn't fuel me as a person. It is an aspect of my personality. Like I much more prefer eating pecan pie than not drinking. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nobody's like, that dude's a mad fucking pie enthusiast. You know, like that's all we should talk about or that's all we think that. That's a horrible analogy. But you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. though? It's like there's other facets to both of us as people other than the fact we don't drink. As we talk about a podcast, on a podcast where we talk about not drinking, but this is like an hour out of my week, you know? This is only, yeah, this is only 4% of your day. Right, Exactly. But it is, it's a big part of my life, but it's not the only facet of me. So right. yeah, feel free to drink in my house. Just know if you get sloppy and fucking weird, I'm going to be like, yo, you got to knock that shit off. But even if I were a non-alcoholic who didn't drink all the time, who drank casually, I would still be like, yo, you got to knock that shit off. You know, like, or you the only go. difference is I used to be that guy. That's the only difference, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't turn into a werewolf anymore, man. But I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, um... I don't have any more tolerance for the behavior because I no. used to be that way. I still am like, right. that's not okay. Right. Um, in fact, I, I probably, I probably have less tolerance nowadays just because I can see it and I go, oh, you're, right, you're about I to f- get chilly. And uh, I feel the same way, which is weird because it does fulfill that that mm-hmm. perception they have of us, though that people have of us that we are sensitive to these <clears> things. But because I am, but I'm also not like. I'm not a wilting fucking lily over here, you know. Just no. Don't. don't I just be have a... standards now, and I think exactly. I think as That's al- right. as active alcoholics, we were unconcerned with standards, and we, you know, you and I would just be like, whatever, it fucking happens, shit happens, hey, bro. It's taking the heat off my ass. Go ahead and fucking break some shit. Mm-hmm. That means nobody's looking at me, and I can just keep merrily chugging along until I get what I want, you know. So there's that that whole perception of. Um, not having any standards and so then when you come across that and because we would we gravitate toward people who are similar to us often Mm -hmm. or or rather we gravitate in recovery you know we try to gravitate toward people who who have what we think of as a good program or who you know have a have good sobriety because that's what we want right you do right i want to be around people who have what i who who have what I want. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what they tell you. Yeah. And that's <clears throat> right? kind of a good path to take. Yeah. So as alcoholics, as active alcoholics, we're like, fuck it. I don't want to be around somebody who's going to like judge me or tell me to stop or tell me I can't do the thing I want to do. And so right. that, that flips with me and, and, and my friend where now I'm wondering like, well, what does he really think about me? But we can't really have that con- that real conversation because... I feel like he'll think that, you know, I'm picking on him or that I'm I'm throwing it in his face and nobody wants to talk about their their disease, right? While right. they're while they're drinking. Well, it depends on how many drinks they've had. <laughs> yes. And also <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one or two in, maybe not, but about about six in. They might mm-hmm. be very honest with you about how they feel. Which Maybe a box you may or may not want to open, you know. Is that, is that yeah? Because them. how how I feel about you is none of your business. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Unless I tell you, but mm-hmm. well, I guess if you ask me, I mean, I'll be honest with you though. I've always been pretty honest with you. Like when I'm like feeling lazy and don't want to do the podcast, and I get on, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this, John. Yeah. And then I'll do it and have fun doing it, and be like, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to yeah. do it. But I guess that's my examples. I think like you and I are way more honest with each other now than we used to be. Absolutely. But we're still compassionate. Like we still care about each other. Like I'm not gonna sit here and be honest with you to try to hurt you. You no. know, I'm gonna be honest with you because that's how I'm feeling, and you want to know. Where mm-hmm. it's it's such a it's so complex. You know, 
layered, very, very layered. You know, when I also think like my... if I were an active alcoholism, I'd fuck all your glasses up. I don't care, dude. I'd I'd get a new glass for every <clears throat> drink. <laughs> it's true. I mean, <laughs> and and you know, I wouldn't care. Be, I mean, if I was drinking too, because I'd say whatever, just leave them in the sink, man. I'm not doing them. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not cleaning them today. It's they'll, fine. They'll just do themselves eventually. Just, exactly, yeah. and that's what mm-hmm. I think. Um, and and that's that's another thing they'll just do themselves and so i have to apply that idea of to the other things that you know whether it be a financial issue which is some of what i what i contend right. with these days right. you know mm-hmm. um it's like it's not the bills are not going to pay themselves so i have to find a right. way to put in the time energy and effort to pay those bills and whatever right. that means and not get too caught up in what I feel I am owed or deserve or am entitled or shouldn't have to do to pay them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. unimportant, right? If that's if my goal is to get them paid, right? If I want to if I want to be free of the credit card debt, then go pull some more shifts, go find another job and just go do it and be free of it if that's what you want right. instead right. of thinking, "Oh, John, well you just have to be it'll just take care of itself if you just keep doing what you love." And right. I don't want to discourage myself or anyone else from doing what they love or pursuing any passions or anything like that. I just know for myself that fucking MasterCard is unconcerned with my passions in life, regardless Correct. of what their yeah. advertising and marketing might say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. So it doesn't get done by itself. That was a big part of my drinking was. And that's so what I, th- I was thinking about is how mm-hmm. I, I always, I, I don't own home i don't you know like i don't have these things that people my age would have you know 20 years ago and i i i i don't know i don't want to get too deep into politics or the economy but i do believe this economy is pretty stacked in the wrong fucking way but that being said i drank all of my money you know i drank like all of it and Mm -hmm. so now i'm like i have to start over again and so this is what this process is and i've been sober for five years so i haven't been drinking my money for five years you know so i've got to like start over again from that spot and it's been interesting you know and and things have changed but my point is as far as money is concerned is my old attitude was it'll take care of itself if i ignore it it'll go away the creditors can only call me so many times before they give up you know what I mean? I can only get sued so many times before they give up, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just doesn't work like that. Like they might disappear, but they eventually come back again. You know, they always say you got this seven-year window, but then somebody buys your debt before the seven-year window's up, and then they just start calling you again. Yeah, I feel like so that's probably it some... it doesn't always get take care of. That's know? probably What's some that? alcoholic urban legend. <laughs> seven-year window. It really is. It's seven years and all your debt goes away. And I'm like, really? Really just got to hide cool. out for seven years? That's yeah. no problem. And then I, I go that. and try to get a fucking, like, go get my power turned back on while I'm sober. And they're like, oh, by the way, we want a deposit of $500 because you skipped out on so many fucking bills, you know? And I'm like, $500, you know? Because I fucking drank it all. I fucked it all up, you know? Yeah. And so I got to fix it. It can't... Yeah. You, yeah, and so you just let it sit for long enough when you finally get clear-headed enough to clean it. Like, you got to start at the fucking top and clean it all the way down, you know? It just... It happens. It takes a long time, but it it'll be all right. You just gotta take baby steps. You don't gotta do it all at once. You can't you know? do it all at once. I can't. No, it's I impossible. That's why we're working these fucking like working these steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm doing this routine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wake up with a healthy heart rate. You know, because I decided to stop drinking Pepsi's all the time. You know, like I have to work at it. You have to work at those things. You know. Yeah. Uh, that, trip, man. That, it's a that, trip. That soda is no good. I don't want to get on any sort of fucking. I don't oh yeah, know. no, I'm, I'm I'm drinking them diet cokes. I'm fine. <laughs> They're good for you. I've had two today already. I've got to cut down, man. I was talking about it yesterday. I had three tall cans of diet coke yesterday, and I was like, "That's a lot of diet coke." So I'm like, "How many? How many cans of soda are in a tall can?" And he's like, "Well, it's sixteen ounces, so it's like you know." One so you're only half, drinking a soda and a, quarter, and a third, or third, one yeah. and a quarter. So I'm like, drank those three. So I'm like, okay, I've drank four sodas. And then the two I drank this morning, I was like, I drank six fucking sodas today. And they're like, Jerry, you can't be drinking six Diet Cokes. And I'm like, I know. Now I got to go into a whole other program to like kick these fucking Diet Cokes or something. I should just start drinking cold brews again, really. I mean, the caffeine, the amount of caffeine in this Diet Coke is not worth it. It's like 12 milligrams. Welcome to Diet Coke. And that's not, that's not enough to make you stop. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's not enough, right? Part, yeah, right. Because yeah. I've already had two today. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. Because I drank my smoothie, I ate an orange, and I was like, <clears throat> man, I earned a diet coke, and then drank that one, and I'm like. That one went really fast. Do you see the language? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. This is just like we're having these revelations like with you and your ice cream shit. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like I earned that Diet Coke. I earned a second one because the first one went way too fast. Mm -hmm. Man, now I got to go. Watch, we're going to finish this podcast and be pouring Diet Cokes out on the lawn. (laughs) I won't. I just. I'm like, this is my last case. I work with a guy. Dude, I work with a guy who's a firefighter. And so he goes out on. Sometimes they go out on medical calls. He's a volunteer firefighter. So he's been out there and he's seen some, and he doesn't, he prefers the forest fires to like the medical calls, but he's like, yeah, we had to go, we had to go, um, got a call on this woman and, um, she was, she was in diabetic shock and covered in her own piss and like all this stuff. And he was telling me this and I'm just like, Jesus, man. And you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, she drink too many Diet Cokes. I didn't. I don't know her medical history. Oh, that's that where your story was going. No, You're what? like, and they found ten cases of Coke Zero, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, really. I think again, you know, and I don't want to be. I am not puritanical about it. If diet cokes help you stay sober and help you stay off the fucking diet vodka, you know what I mean, right? Then you know what I mean. Means, the skinny girl vodka, mm-hmm. like it's all the same. By vodka. all means, have a diet coke. So I just, I just try to be more aware of all of the decisions I make and how I make them. You know, when you talk about right, right, the right. The, the language that we use, like oh, you know, I'm just earned I earned it. it. I earned it. First one went too fast. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then. Like drinking them all and then looking back and being like, wow, I drank a bunch today because there's that, there's still that switch in my head that's making me do other things, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I have to sit down and like weigh out the medical benefits or the medical deficits, of like how this will affect me. You know, it's just like with alcoholism, I had to really sit down and have that moment of clarity where I was like, this is bad. This is not just bad for you, Jerry. Like, this isn't just, like, kidney failure from too many Coke Zeros. You know what I mean? This is, like, bad for everybody around you. You know, like, you're damaging your daughter. You're damaging your wife. All your friends. Like, my brother-in-law who I was living with, like, they still, and my sister, they still kind of don't like me because of all that shit. Really? I was, like, at my rock bottom. I can feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. And it bumps me out because I love them. But, you know, like, I get it. I, like, was a big, giant hunk of shit mm-hmm. when I lived with them. And so those are bridges <laughs> that need to be mended. Which is funny. I'm doing this now because my mom will be listening to this later <laughs> at the house where they live. Uh-huh. She'll be, like, making tamales or something. And my sister will be like, fucking Jerry. But, like, I'm saying, like, I damaged relationships around me. Mm-hmm. I, and me drinking Diet Cokes, I don't damage anybody except for me. <laughs> Which is still not a good enough reason because I'm sitting here being like, I ran three miles and then drank six Diet Cokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I but don't, that's not the point. I no. guess the point is that it's the language and the... The intention com- and the language. And the compulsive behavior mm-hmm. and the, the ritual and all that shit. I mean, those are all the building blocks of being an obsessive person, having mm-hmm. a problem with a substance or having a problem with an action, you know? right it's just like the stupid this always bothered me like that stupid south park and this is kind of off topic but that south park episode they did about sex addiction Mm -hmm. and how like this guy cheated like tiger woods or somebody cheated on their wife and he's like i got a sex addiction that's why and how they were like that's bullshit there's no such thing as like their whole joke was there was no such thing as a sex addiction right Mm -hmm. because an asshole who may or may not be sex addicted, but an asshole said, oh, I did it because I'm like this, you know? And so that enters the popular zeitgeist and then people are like, oh, there's no sex addiction. There's no sex addiction. You just have, you're just a dude who likes to fuck and you're just using that as an excuse. And I'm like, no, it's a repetitive form of behavior that's affecting your life in a negative way. That's Boom. what we call it an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, so what, there's no gambling addictions, no shopping addictions, like... These are things that you do over and over again. It's a repetitive form of behavior. And your life is being affected negatively. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's drinking Coke Zeros or fucking eating ice cream or any of those things, you know. Not to mention the fact that, well, 
I read something that uh, heroin and um, orgasms trigger the same part of the brain. So I mean, I don't doubt it, man. I'm fucking Percocets. I loved them. Mm-hmm. I loved them. Yeah. So I, uh, it's and it's hard. It's really hard for me to look at my actions objectively and then yeah. take action to change them. That being said, I have done it once before. I've done it a couple times. You know, I don't smoke yeah, either. You did it twice. You've I done it. I don't drink three soda times. anymore. You know, um, I don't eat ice cream anymore. Although I did have some sugar-free. I had a scoop, of su- two scoops. See, oh, look at me shit. saying scoop, See, two scoops. Sugar-free ice cream from this place. This is where it starts, dude. You think, oh, I can handle one. I quit the ice cream. I can handle one. So you have one scoop at Thanksgiving dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. Next Um, week, you're just going to be fucking banging buckets, dude. Banging banging, buckets. Banging buckets. You know how I think about it now is when those cravings come up and I go like, man, I just need some fucking ice cream. And what I'll do now is just eat a bowl of grapes. I eat like... Mm -hmm. eat like four cups of grapes but like right but that's the thing though is it's not the ice cream that's the problem it's your behavior towards the ice cream right do you know what i mean so what you what what you're doing and what we've done is like adjusted our behavior and yeah i think quitting drinking and going into the program was not only the best thing for me to do in that moment as far as my alcoholism is concerned but just my life in general because it taught me routine and it taught me routine through other people Mm-hmm. I learned routine. I learned routine, a positive routine, not just like my life is routine and boring because my life isn't routine and boring. Like I, I do fun shit. I'm the funnest fucking guy in this room and I'm the <laughs> only one in here. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like those routines have like just enriched my life. Like my forties have been good. I mm-hmm. have bad days where I fucking yell on the floor of the dining room over a pair of ripped pants. Like I have those days like a motherfucker, but man. Like just learning that routine from quitting drinking, that's the one that starts it, right? So now I can sit down and assess, like maybe I am drinking too many diet sodas. How do I assess this? How do I approach this? Do I do it in moderation or do I just cut it out and go back to LaCroix and be a LaCroix boy once again? Just add a little stevia in there and fucking let it roll. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You used to do that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little stevia and LaCroix. A little LaCroix boy with a little, little bit of sweetener in it. A little mm. natural sweetener. Yeah. Because I, I just love sweet things. You yeah, know? me I too. I do, man. Yeah. And like, I can fuck around with four bowls of grapes, but I don't, I mean, I don't know why I don't. I don't I know. Like it apples. just, it just, the grapes kind of, for whatever reason, it. it replaces it. And then that craving for ice cream disappears. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I've made that step. So when I think about things right. like your Diet Cokes or whatever, it's like, well, there's no need to be cut it out entirely and be puritanical about it and be severe. Like I think I feel like there are not with alcohol for me, but there are ways for me to kind of wean myself off and take shorter, take smaller steps toward the right, the better choices. Right. Right. Cause it doesn't snowball. It really, I mean the, 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 the ice cream and the Cokes and shit, they don't necessarily snowball the way alcohol does. No, I feel like alcohol is just this machine that for me personally, Mm-hmm. Like everybody's different. Once again, some people go to OA and they have problems with the way they eat and th- yeah. it does snowball for them. Yeah. We're just two dudes. Yeah. Simply, you know, and I, it's, I am, I don't give myself enough credit for being as diligent as I am with my behaviors, even when I falter um, right. at how, how they used to be, how they, yeah. how they, and again, that snowball would just, it was fucking I came in like a wrecking ball, Jerry. You did, dude. Just a, <laughs> just a big man in his underwear on Basically. a big, big ball with a sledgehammer. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but I, I, so I have to give myself credit and go. Well, you've made a mistake. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you going to do to fix it? And how does this? How does it correlate to a problem that you've had in the past? And how did you fix that problem? And how can you correlate it to this problem now? And yeah. that's just fucking because because and again, and if I can't see it in myself, I look outward toward someone else who has solved that problem. And mm-hmm. if I know somebody who has solved the alcohol problem, I say, hey, I have this other problem. What do you think about this? And that's where this whole just to kind of loop it back around in using other people's minds in, in finding new ideas when we're stuck in these old ones that we can't get out of. When I can't mm-hmm. get out of this old idea and I'm like, ah, and I just start screaming on the floor and it's like, okay, 
Somebody has figured this out. Go and find the someone who has figured it out, ask them how they did it, and then apply it to your own life because you've already done it once, twice, three times, a lady. Right. You know? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> um, well, shit, man. I think we'll put it there. Yeah. That's a good place to end it. Yeah, I'm going to go get some Diet Cokes. Yes. I mean, you do, whatever no, not you, really. What I got to go buy a ham. You're going to go buy go a ham? I see a man about a ham. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy your hams giving and everybody out enjoy there. Your, I hope everybody yeah. had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. And hope it was good filling. No arguments. No arguments. Got to watch football or got to not watch football. <clears throat> Don't worry about your family. Going home sober's wild. I've done it. Except my parents are sober too, so I got lucky. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>